Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. ASEAN Conversations is brought to you by UOB. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. you know, if you take a quick look at your smartphone, I'm sure you'll find lots of apps there. Loads of apps. Sometimes it's so hard to get yeah. through, right? Like, the right hailing, streaming, whatever, man. Exactly. And then once in a while, you'll do the housekeeping and you'll oh, say, okay, okay, maybe this one I don't need anymore. That one I still need. But with so many different apps and only a limited amount of time in a day, then you have to prioritize and you have to think, which apps am I possibly going to spend more time on over others? Yeah, you know, the saying, right, convenience is king and convenience is what you want when it comes to financial services. Oh, of course, especially more so now because more and more of us are using these services. Now, according to UOB's FinTech in ASEAN 2021 report, it was produced in partnership with PwC Singapore, by the way, and the Singapore FinTech Association as well. Well, they found that nearly three quarters of respondents in the region ranked ease of use as their top priority for digital banking. Yeah, hey, you know what? That same report also found that consumers expect more than just convenience. Uh, almost half also want more personalized services. Totally understandable. And for UOB, that means leveraging artificial intelligence to empower customers through its mobile banking app. It's called Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Not just that. UOB is also the first bank in Singapore to launch AI-driven personalized insights through that app. It's uh, the UOB Tomorrow app. The app will show customers customized information based on their historical purchases and cash flow. It will also send you reminders on payments as well as subscription alerts for goods and services. Well, we're talking about the banking of tomorrow, really. What does it mean as more customers go digital? On the line with us this morning is Kevin Lam, who's the head of tomorrow and group digital banking at UOB. Kevin, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good to have you guys. Ah, good, good, to, you. good to speak and see you as well. Let's talk a little bit about tomorrow, UOB's digital bank. What else can you tell us about it? Well, digital is now being used by everybody. It's no longer just uh, we have the millennials or the younger people. We call they were born into digital yeah. and they are the digital natives. But we have a large pool of digital migrants. Well, I think COVID has a big part to do with it. Over the last uh, two years, right, over our COVID lockdowns we've all learned to live um, and thank thank god for for digital because yeah. it is now the dominant usage right across almost all segments that we see from research that we did last year tell us more about some specific trends that you found through the research that you did last year right Bragi. actually very interesting some information to share with all of you we found that 70% of the respondents, right, and this is almost across 3,500 people uh, in ASEAN, say that their online banking activities are likely to increase in the next six months. This was done in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. And almost 80% said they have increased their usage of mobile apps to perform banking activities. And almost 90% say they are confident in using digital tools and solutions in the context of financial services and payments. So there you have it, 70, 80, 90, very high percentages. 
Wow. And, you know, obviously that goes a long way when it comes to making things personalized because that really is the premise of this, uh, as you mentioned at the start, the generation that's born into tech. That's right. But now we find that other than people who are born into tech, the people that kind of like migrated into tech uh-huh. are also having very confident uh, usage of that. Uh, all the technology, whether opening of accounts, applying for financial products, right? Even whether, you know, the simple things like checking for your rewards or mm. buying insurance policies, these are all increasingly happening online. So let's talk about personalization because that is so important. How exactly did you go about making the app more personal to your consumer's needs? Data has a big part to do with it. Every time a customer performs a transaction with us, that data is actually very useful when we actually apply it and we analyze it and able to use it to make deductions about what are the preferences of the customers and then present the banking experience back to the customers in a way that's actually relevant to the, to the customer. At UOB, uh, we coined this term called digital adaptive banking, right? In big words, but essentially what the aim is, is to provide a hyper-personalized service to the segment of one. So meaning that between what Rodney you will get and what Elliot will get, right, will be completely different mm. when you log on to the same UOB app, right? Whether it's in the user interface or it's in the user experience and content because we know data about you and we know that you're interested in some things that he's not and he's interested in something that you're not. So whether in terms of the look and feel or the content that we curate, we can make it very customized to each customer. Mm. Actually, that's a, that's a really good setup, you know, and, and talking about data and early on we were talking about people born into tech or migrating into tech. It makes me look at how th- the bank has to engage ASEAN customers across different generations. What does that picture look like and how successfully have you guys done that? As I said, we have to make it as simple as not just, you know, people who are sophisticated and they know how to use all these apps and tools, right? Yeah. But the whole uh, experience and the access to it has to be really uh, made for the person who's very uninitiated, right? Mm. So you don't need a user manual. You don't need somebody to teach you, right? It's got to be very intuitive, Right. And um, now increasingly, there are a lot of uh, tools that which you put in that you can customize, even like, for example, the size of your fonts, the colors that you use. Right. Because you have all kinds of ability to create uh, modes within the app itself, where in a certain light setting, uh, this particular interface will be more suited for customers rather than where in a bright light situation. Mm. So all of these different kinds of user experiences and user interface can be customized according to where the customers are and whichever stage they are, they are in right now. Right, right. So that sounds like true personalization yeah, yeah, yeah. down to the individual level as well. Thing is, I'm sure you're facing a lot of competition from other digital banks. You know, everyone is going digital. Traditional banks are going digital. There are new financial services apps being introduced as well. How exactly are you positioning yourself to face this competition? Well, you're right. I mean, the competition is very tough. And um, there are new digital banks uh, that are coming into the scene in Singapore mm-hmm. and across Southeast Asia. So UOB, we have been preparing for this for the last a good three to five years. It's not something that we just realized recently. So it does take time, right? And I would say that over the last five years, we've put in a total IT investment of over $2.5 billion in UOB. And a large part of that is digital. 
So it's really building up the infrastructure, building up the talent, and building up the culture and the mindset of dealing with customers in a very different way. Digital-born companies actually have a different mindset to how traditional companies look at their customers. So all of these actually is something is a journey that UOB has been on for the last few years. And we have to say that the Tomorrow Digital Group is now not just in Singapore, but across our five key ASEAN markets of Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, and Vietnam as well. Mm. So we have a very diverse team of people. I think you always start with the people that are working on the app that is not just from Singapore. They are from the region. In fact, we're people very international from all over the world, Europe, North Asia, Australia, right, everywhere. And these are the best of the talents from around the world that we have brought together to be competitive. So in every aspect of the way, whether it is designing the user interface, whether it's writing the software or curating the content that's relevant to the customers, we have to try and stay ahead. Bharati, I know, you know, five years ago, we were not working together, but I bet you had conversations with guests about this idea of omni-channel strategy that was going to be a trend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. I think, in fact, the talk about omni-channel strategy started 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. But it's been such a challenge, hasn't it, yeah. to leverage both physical and digital worlds. I'm glad you bring that up. So here we are today, uh, Kevin, and you guys have at UOB have a great omni-channel strategy. I want to talk about UOB tomorrow and, and this whole idea of physical and digital. How far do you see physical still playing a part as we move forward into the future? Well, this is actually something that we have learned gradually over the last few years, that having a physical presence is actually an added advantage. It's not a disadvantage. When customers want to have a digital bank, uh, we've been working hard at digital bank, I think something we realized that what customers really want is a better bank, whether it's a physical bank or a digital bank. So a lot of the transactions can be made convenient and they can do it digitally right now. But there are still some things, for example, your physical security, mm. when you need to access your tokens, when something goes wrong, it's not a happy flow, as we call it. Then you want to have a place and you want to know that this is a way I can get to and somebody can help me there. I can see somebody. I mean, just reminding all of us, there are a lot of scams going on recently, whether it's coming from the phone or it's coming from a phone call into you. Yeah. So you want to be able to verify. So definitely being able to call a call center, a digital service center, we call it now, uh, is very important, right? And you have the ability, not just on the app, because if your phone, your app has been taken over by somebody, you want to be able to access someone, speak to a real human, and you know that this is a trusted source, and you're able to stop the transactions, you're able to you know, put right what's not right immediately, right? So that's one good example of where physical and digital has to work together. And also beyond that, we are also finding that when we started, the premise was we make very simple products. Things are very light, right, and very simple. And it's, as you say, we imagine a high percentage of happy flows. Mm. But oftentimes, right, there are unhappy flows, uh, whether it's because of the data, whether the location that you're at, or some products or transactions that are a little bit more complicated. So in those instances, humans can come in and augment the digital experience. So at UB right now, we really see a good complement between digital and physical. And we call that our UB omni-channel strategy. 
So you've comprehensively described where you are at today. What is next, though? What is the next trend in terms of ASEAN consumers' preferences in the digital banking space? And how are you planning to capitalize on that? Well, across ASEAN, they are at different stages of uh, competition right now. I would say that probably in places like Singapore and Thailand also, uh, the digital banks are very advanced and very competitive. One new area we're seeing is actually in the area of open banking, where data uh, is actually now portable across banks. And consumers are the ones that are empowered with the data to make choices. Much like you see telcos and maybe utility companies, right? Customers were able to switch accounts between one provider to the other. That's a future that may happen not too long from now to banking as well. So we have to get prepared for the open banking future. And that's something where we go back to the point about data again. How do we actually help our customers assemble that data in a meaningful way that we can give them insights and actionable insights that they can do something about? So that's a a big area of competition in open banking. Well, even newer than that, right, even further beyond the horizon, uh, we are already exploring into things like blockchain, new kinds of way to do technology. We've mentioned just earlier that there are still some transactions that we've got to go offline, right? go to somebody human, like, for example, signing your, your mortgage documents right now. But you, I think it's not far from now where some of these transactions can be made secure through blockchain technology applications. And those are also areas where we can embed new technologies right, into the secure transactions. Maybe even further beyond that, I think now it's emerging, things like the metaverse, mm-hmm. and uh, where you have a you talk about clients can interact with the bank. They can actually touch and feel the products right in the metaverse. Those are things that are still in early stages. But at UB, we are already looking at that. Imagine that. Not withdrawing physical money, but virtual money. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds exciting, doesn't it? The whole prospect of the metaverse. Secure, insecure feeling. But uh, yeah. there you go. That's the banking of tomorrow from the words of the head of tomorrow. We've been speaking with uh, Kevin Lam, head of tomorrow and group digital banking for UOB. Kevin, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Likewise. Good to talk to you guys. ASEAN Conversations is brought to you by UOB. Powering innovation for a sustainable ASEAN. For the better for ASEAN, for the better for all. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.